Peace and blessings, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, interview, showcase, whatever you want to call it. We bring your future favorite artists to the forefront. And right here, right now, I got somebody who not only represents the strong and strong island, he also has a flow that dictates how soft or how pronounced the beat is. Introduce yourself to the people. Yo, what's going on, world? You know what I mean? Shout out to Heritage Hip Hop. It's your boy, Snooze Daily, Long Island in the building. Velvillain all day. You never heard that about yourself, huh? Nah, you know, but it's definitely an honor to hear that. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> one thing I've noticed about people who rhyme from New York, New York rhymers have a different sensibility when it comes to rapping. Because I guess you have um, the plight or the blessing and curse of the culture on your shoulders. I mean, it's take it's definitely taken that way for me because coming from Long Island, you know, I mean, you got big shoes to fill. I take that challenge. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not trying to live up to these dudes, but you got dudes like Rakim, EPMD, you know, Public Enemy. I mean, the list could go on as far as Long Island greats. So, you know, when you when you put that stamp on your music, you better come correct. And, and Long Island wasn't known for just basic hip hop. They were known for the punch and the noise effect of hip hop. Am I correct? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it yeah. you know, I mean, it's different aspects. Cause like when you get the rock cam, you get straight lines. Mm -hmm. relative life music but it's put in a way to make you think see when i studied the history of long island hip-hop it was always about presence it right. wasn't about just rhyming because i mean okay def definitely presence but you know i mean like looking at the days of now you know i mean you look at most of the artists nowadays and i don't take nothing away from nobody but I mean, if you're from New York, you're supposed to sound like you're from New York. You shouldn't sound like you're from down south or the West Coast, not taking nothing away from anybody. And that's what I wanted to touch on in this interview, because legitimacy in hip hop came from regionality. Right. Because even every borough and section of New York City and New York State had a different diction, had a different pronunciation, had a different slang and swag, too. Definitely. So let's start this off with a with a with a with a with a bell ringer. What's the difference between a Long Island MC and somebody from NYC, the boroughs pronounced? I mean, a lot of times, for me, there's no difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm you know I usually go everywhere. I, you know, what I mean, I, I'm the same. I tell people I'm from Long Island, and the love is there. But for me, I think the difference is, you know, what I mean, like. A lot of times Long Island is slept on, not not in a bad way, but, you know, when you look at the, the, the culture of the game and the artists that are most praised, like, you think about the greats right now and who they look up to. And a, a lot of times the name Rakim comes up, you got Eric Sherman, Paris Smith, you know what I mean? And when you look at Long Island, you know what I mean? Sometimes we get slept on because we get affiliated with the Hamptons. Uh, everybody thinks the Long Island is the Hamptons, and it's not. It's just not that. The thing I like about Long Island is, like I said, pronunciation and respectability on how they attack the mic. That's why I said your voice can dictate if a beat is strong enough for you, 
or are you just gonna be lapping the beat when you rhyme? Because when you speak and when you rhyme, your voice is raspy, but it cuts clear. It reminds me okay. of one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies is the Shogun Assassin, and it says the, the um, a perfect blade sounds like the wind. And when you cut the air, it's sharp and clean. And even though you mm -hmm. have a raspy voice, you have a clean pronunciation. How did you find your voice? I was, I mean, rapper with Crack Val from IGT from, you know, um, honestly, the voice was just growing up, mm -hmm. you know, being inspired from people like G-Rap or Busta Rhymes and, um, you know what I mean? And, and, and just not em emulating them, but, but taking a little piece out of, from them and making it your own, you know what I mean? And then like, I know I have a raspy voice, so you know, coming up in the game and, and, and getting to, to, to know my craft and know myself as an artist, I realized with my voice being so raspy, I had to make sure my pronunciation was clear so people could understand what I'm saying. I think that's how people take hip hop for granted because hip hop rappers, now, not rappers, let's just say the people who are becoming MCs to pronounce MCs, legend, God MCs, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They know how to use their voice perfectly. You are an orator on the microphone and a person who lets the beat blend to your voice instead of you rhyming to the beat. Right. How do you pick your music so that your voice doesn't fade into the hi-hats or fade into the bass lines? It's usually just the vibe, bro. The, I, I, I mean, as far as like what type of beats, I'm usually into the boom bap, but I can rhyme on anything. It's just the vibe. Whatever the vibe is for that beat, I'm going to attack it in a certain way that, you know, let's say you made a club vibe beat. I'm going to go that way. My voice might change. Mm -hmm. You'll still hear the, you'll still hear the remnants of snooze daily on everything I do, but the voice might change a little. It might be a little less raspy and more clear. It might be a little less clear and more raspy. It depends on the beat. Vibes are spiritual because nothing can dictate a vibe. A vibe can only be felt. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But just the same way, going back to the spirit of it, I want to ask you this. Are you a beat translator or are you a messenger with a pen? Both. Okay. I like how you said both. So let's talk about the messenger part. What is the what is the message? The message. Okay. No, no, I, I, the mess. I mean, I was kind of getting to the next question you was getting to, but not to cut you off. Yeah. But the message for me is just relative music, man. Like I I my my easy way to speak about my music is life turning the bars. You know what I mean? I might come home today and just had a bad day at work. And now work is basically my my enemy on that mic. So I'm going to attack it that way. You know what I mean? And then it might be a message. Just I had a bad day at work. Me and my boss ain't getting along. So I'm talking about how I feel. It may not be exactly that story, but it might be something that somebody can relate to. It's just put, it's put in a way where people could understand I'm having a bad day. All right, I'm, let me not, I could lose it, but I'm not going to. Word. So then 
the second and flip side of that is you say you are a beat translator. Mm -hmm. How do you translate and what is the steps that you take to translate the rhythm to words so that it, it fits what you want to say? Well, I used to be a producer too. Oh, salute to you. I mean, I kind of took That's that producer. I took, thank you. I put, I took that producer off, producer hat off because when I first started, before I really started working on my own like music, I was doing beats for everybody in the hood. Okay. And, you know, everybody was coming to me for tracks. So it got to a point where I got leveled up in the beat making, but then the translation of, of hearing somebody else beat is just basically using my producer ear to understand where the producer was going with that beat. And that, that usually builds the vibe for me to put the words into what we both were feeling what I, whatever his perception is, I'm going to listen to that track and try and understand the perception. And then from there, I'll figure out which way I'm going to go with the music. See, I like that because by you being a producer in, uh, in some form or the greatest form that you went to, cause I'm not going to cap it. Cause you could go back and be brilliant. You know what I'm saying? By, by having that ear and having that gift, you have the, uh, you have the gift of being able to hear the instrumentation not just the boom bap or the bass line. Right. You know what, what what instrument or sound do you think um um personifies you when you hear it within the within the beat? Um I would have to say the bass line. Okay, explain. Only because I play the stand-up bass. Okay. okay. So for me, knowing the keys, knowing the rhythm. It's only like I play jazz, I play orchestra music, you know what I mean? Um, and know how to read music is sometimes just feeling that that bass line. And I, I can hear the rest of the beat, but that bass line is what really grabs me to where I can place my words perfect. So as a man, I want to ask you, are you someone who leads with his heart and is very passionate or you're somebody who goes with the flow? I mean, it, it depends. Sometimes I go with the flow, but a lot of times, even when I go with the flow, the passion is there. This is what I love. I, I don't, you know, I do this because I love it. I'm not really, I can make money anyway. There's a thousand ways to make money. I, I do this for the love. You know what I mean? I heard Planet Rock as a little kid and I was addicted ever since. You know what I mean? And through the years of coming up, you know what I mean? I was always one of those dudes that had DJ equipment and would rhyme everybody's rhyme in front of the, the mirror. And my boy Crack Valve from IGT, you know what I mean? I used to be the dude beating on the, the lunch table for him while they rhyme. And one day he was just like, yo, when you go home, write a rhyme. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right. And I did it. And, you know, for me personally, it was the most... It was trash. I, I keep it 100. It was trash, but he never told me that. He never said it was trash. He never told me it was whack. He just was like, yo, you got it. Just keep working. The reason why I asked that question is because whenever something is a favorite or a synonymous to our, our person, it reflects our, either our personality, our dreams and goals. And the one thing about the baseline, I say hip hop is very spiritual because it reflects who we are internally and externally at the same time. That's right. the translation of God. So if the heart 
is the is the drum of the body. The bass line is the drum of the beat. So that's your lifeline right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And by hearing your rhyme style, you rhyme off the bass line and your single uh, is Oh Lord. Right. I paid attention to certain things that you said. And I got I to gotta tell you, you have two gifts that most people are trying to learn in hip hop and other people take for granted. Okay. The first gift is how to place your words so they impact the beat. And the second gift is where to place a word so that it matches a meaningful point in the beat. Salute to you for that. Because I know, as you know, as a producer, a lot of people rhyme and they just rhyming. And you have some people who try to rhyme so much that they skip the beat or miss the beat. But you had a gift to do beat, to place your words in the beat and, and then to bring the beat out in your words as well. Well, I I mean, for me, the beat, you like, like I said, it's a feel, it's a vibe. And I'm just going with what drives me, man. It's... Like I said, it could be anything. It could be a beat with just a bunch of snares, but if I feel it, I'm going to rhyme to it. It's just how I am, man. I, I love hip hop. I love music. I love all types of music. So for me, hearing a beat sometimes that's like straight, gritty underground, yeah, most people might say, well, yo, he's going to go hard on that. I might lay back and spit some spiritual shit to it. Uh, it might be a laid back beat where I might go hard on it. It's all about the wordplay and how you attack the beat for me. Facts. I think when it comes to MCs, rappers, and hip hop nowadays, everybody tries to put somebody in a box. You could be a drill rapper, trap rapper, boom bat rapper, West Coast, all that stuff, right? Southern rapper, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that takes away from the overall technique and skill an MC or rapper can have. Do you agree on that? I agree. I mean, most times people label themselves, I'm a trap rapper. You just limited yourself to just trap music. I, I'm a, I'm, to me, I'm an artist. I make music. It doesn't have to be per se not necessarily hip hop, but it might have a hip hop feel. It might be straight R&B. It might, you know what I mean? I don't sing. But I'll know how to conduct it where it'll work for me. I like how you said that. Because I want to go back to something that you said earlier about um, where you're from and how we look at the greats. Mm -hmm. What up, Coogee Rap? Okay. Coogee Rap is known for the gutter mafia style. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But it was songs like Streets of New York that showed his depth on the microphone. Right. Also, Don't Curse with Heavy D and Pete Rock. Mm -hmm. um, the song with Biz Marquis about racism. Right. And that's what I mean about the mark of a person who's, who really loves and takes this thing not for granted, but for life reasons, because then you show the eloquency of what it is to be a writer or someone who's an orator who speaks life and speaks lessons into their words. What, was the, most, what was the most impactful rhyme you ever heard and it made you want to write even more? Jeez, that's a, that yo. I, nobody's ever asked me that, but um, uh, I really don't have a specific verse. Mm. I mean, I love yo. I can honestly say, bro, I don't have one verse that drives me to say that 
that's the verse that drives me to write more. I write more because I use the greats as my challenge. Mm, that's that's pronounced. You know, I mean, a Nas, a J, a M, a Biggie, a Pac, G Rap. You know, most of the greats for me, like if I hear a beat, my my music. All right, put it like this. My my song making pro process would be hearing the beat. And let's say it was a beat that I figured, okay, I could hear X on this. Or, you know, rest in peace, or, or, or let's say a Rick Ross. If I could hear them on it, I'm gonna now go to the point of how he would flow on it in my mind. But I'm not gonna flow like them. I'm just gonna think about how he would do it and then twist it to make it my own, to make it me. Mm. You know what I mean? And then when I'm writing it, it's more of a challenge of I got to beat that person out now for that position. It's basically one last slot. For me, when I make my music, it's one last slot. And it's either me or Rick Ross that's going to get this slot. So I got to write like my life depends on it. That's how I attack every song. And I respect that. And that's dope. Because now I'm going to flip that now. Because you okay. produce... And on your single, Phantom of the Beat is Haas G who did your beat? Yes. V Phantom himself. So Man, well, it's his brother, but it's under the same umbrella. Oh, you know, it's I all understand. yeah. So here's my question. And salute to Haas G. Me and him had a great talk. You know what I'm saying? Okay. God. I, I want to ask you this. As a producer, then who hears other people's production, what is it like to attack your own beats? And how was it different when you attack their beats? Honestly, for my beats, it's sometimes discouraging to rhyme on my beats because me, all right, let's compare it. Has that old Lord beat could have been made in five minutes or could have been made in five hours. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Me personally making a beat could have made that beat in five minutes and now it's like, uh, I don't really want to rhyme on that. But when everybody else hear it, Yo, that's tough. I want that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I might cut myself short with the stuff that I produce because I know what it took to make that beat. And it just mm -hmm. kind of just takes away the feel, the vibe for me. Now, hearing a high G beat, it's more like an honor for me because when I first met him, he gave me a beat for free just hearing my music. I'm a fan. I was a fan of UMCs. And my boy literally introduced us as a, a surprise for me. Wow, salute. So, you know, mm. we we met up that night. My man, you know, he told my man, yo, yo, tell him kick around. I'm like, nah, I ain't going to kick around. I'll play you some music. Played him some music. He was like, yo, don't take out your thumb drive yet. I got something for you. He gave me a beat. We wind up losing contact. Mm -hmm. And one of then the, my boy that introduced us passed away in 2017. That's I wound up losing contact with, with Haas for like maybe, I would say maybe four or five years. Mm -hmm. And then after my man passed, I was just sitting in the crib one day like, yo, I gotta get back into this. You know what I mean? I was having that debate, should I quit? Should I keep going? You know what I mean? Cause that was my boy who got me started. Right. So. Once I decided to keep going, I'm like, I got to call somebody. I need some some instrumentals. 
I'm like, you know what? I haven't spoken to Phantom in a long time. I'm wonder. I'm now. I'm figuring how I'm gonna get in contact with him. So I just went on Instagram to go figure. Let me search for him. Honest to God, truth. First post that reloaded was Phantom of the Beat. Mm. So that's why I'm saying, oh Lord, it must be God's plan. Mm. Because for to be separated for five years, no contact, no phone calls, and then I just text him on the gram like, yo, it's, snoo it's snooze. I need to get up with you. I need some beats. Mm. And then he hit me back like, yo, I remember you. Send me what you're working with, and we'll talk. I sent him what I was working with, and the rest is pretty much history. We've been working. We'll be back. This is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop with Snooze Daily, New York bred MC, producer who knows how to attack a beat, make a beat, and destroy a beat in the same song. Let's continue. Right. So I want to ask you this. Tell me about your name, because your name seems to be deeper than just an MC's name. I, <laughs> I usually the game, the name started out of sleep. I have a lazy eye, I used to play football. That name became Sleep. I have a cousin that he likes to be original. Mm -hmm. Everybody, he had a way of calling me Sleep that everybody started copying. One day he was like, yo, I'm not even gonna call you Sleep no more. I'm just gonna call you Snooze. And I sat there for a minute and I was like, I like that, I'm gonna keep it. So I added the daily because a lot of times when dudes see me and we're in a booth or we're in the studio, dudes, a lot of people don't think I, I rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look at me, oh, that's big man. He 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 in the corner, he just chilling. You know what I mean? And then they then they'll hear something and be like, yo, you rhyme? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the snooze daily is one of those things where I realized. A lot of people sleep on me on the daily. Like they don't know I rap. So I kind of like use that as, you know, who I am. I'm kind of laid back in the cut. I'm not in your face all the time. I'm not one of those dudes, yo, I'm nice. I'm the illest MC. I let the people, I'd rather let the people give me that title than me claim myself that. I love that. Cause the most uh, you could say you could say a lot in a name, you know what I'm saying? And some people use their birth name, some people use a pen name. Your name, you telling me, it signifies how people think less, and you give them more than they expect. Definitely, that's the mark of greatness and the mark of a hero. Check this out. In psychology, we learn that heroes cover their face because they want to be who they truly are and not let the world know who they are. Right. I think MCs are the same way, but they want the world to know who they are so they get a name to make sure they stand out. If yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, the Snooze Daily thing for me was just, it was just one of those things, like I'm a quiet dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real loud dude. I'm not a real, like, wild, you know, out there. I'm very reserved. So a lot of times people don't think, you know, when they hear me on the music, they're like, yo, that's you? Yeah. Like, yo, you just, like, switched the whole script. But that's me. When I'm in the booth, for me, that's therapy. 
You know what I mean? That's my that's my couch with my psychiatrist, my notebook. You know what I mean? So that's therapy for me. I like like I attack it that way. So for me, that's when I let all the anger and the frustration and all of that. That's when I'm letting it all out with the pen and then I'm in the booth. But when I'm when you see me, you're gonna you're gonna see the docile. Most people think I'm just laid back docile, but I could turn up when I want to. <laughs> I like that you also said therapy because hip hop has been the, uh, the black man's PTSD trauma therapy session since forever. I mean, we since day it, one. Yeah, we call it hip hop because it was coined that. But we've always used music to tell our story, whether it be the blues, love, hatred, frustration. And music, even though it's corporate and been bastardized now, to this day, though, Music has been what has saved our lives and saved us from throwing our lives away. Mm -hmm. What is the most important message you've gotten from music that helped make or save your life? I mean, I've listened to so much music in my life and, and been inspired just by, by, by just the sound of music. It's not really per se, any song or any one particular artist or what they said. It's just the music, the sound. For me, I could have a bad day and turn on anything with music. It's going to help calm me and help me get my thoughts back in order. You know what I mean? It's just like they say, music calms, music soothes the savage beast, but it's true for me. Just the sound of music, man. Okay. Now, I want to ask you a question when it comes to music. Miles Davis once said his gift was he could find music in anything. And the one song he wanted to make was he wanted to make a song based off of basketball because the okay. sound of the sneakers squeaking and the bouncing of the ball was a rhythm. Are you that type of person where you could find music anywhere and anything? Yeah, what? I do it. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I mean, it's one of those situations. Sometimes the cars pass by. I, I got drive for a living. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll be driving and hear the bus take off and it's just a, the way the bus sounds. It'll be like, oh, I, that sounded, you know, in my mind, I'll say to myself, yo, that sounded dope. I wish I could recreate that sound. You know what I mean? It's just, that's the producer in me. Mm -hmm. As far as the, like, as far as the, the rapper, the MC in me, the artist in me, I'm whatever drives me, it could be any beat. As long as I'm feeling it at that time, we gonna go. That's how it is. What's the most awkward place you found the best sound? Hmm. I'd have to say. Uh... <laughs> I'd have to say uh, I work in a hospital. Okay. You know what I mean? With all the different machines sometimes, those are easy to copy. Okay. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's harder to emulate some of the sounds you hear with, you know, you going through a sound bank. But um, most times it's just a, just the simplest sound. It could be just a little doorbell. The way the doorbell rings, the chime, or a little melody, anything. 
I want to challenge your mind. Maybe it's not a challenge to you, but it's a challenge to me because I've never, I've tried producing and it was horrible. <laughs> so that's a gift that you got. I really respect. You know what I'm saying? And I want to challenge your mind this way. What's more fulfilling to you to produce a perfect album or to score a movie? Wow. Um, for me, it's just making music that people love, I, whether it's a score or album. I mean, I just like making great music, bro. Like, for me, it doesn't matter if it's a score and it pays me $100 or it's an album that pays me a million. As long as people love the music that I'm making, that's more to pay out for me. Okay. All right, you kind of destroyed my my next question. <laughs> which is, which is no, nah, that's cool because I think, in my opinion, the hip hop, the most perfect albums are cinematic albums. So, okay, being that we we took that away, let's let's attack it this way. The first lesson that you learned in life is based off of music. Because when you are a, um, a embryo, when you're a sperm, you follow the rhythm of the body to follow find the egg. Okay. Then when you're in your mom's womb, her heartbeat was the first song that you heard. Right. Even as you grew up, you learned one song two ways. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the ABC song, and it's also Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Right. And even as you develop and grow into your mastery, man or woman, there's certain songs or sounds that mean something to you. Like, um, you know, when a man hears din it, din it, you know, we know ESPN on. ESPN on. Yeah, some women hear that din and they know Law and Order on, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the one sound that turns you on every time you hear it and you know it's like time to create? That's the sound of the computer coming on. The Apple, the sound of the Mac, yeah. all right, it's time to work. That's my <laughs> clock-in sound. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, everybody, this is Karev with Snooze Daily, who has a hit single out right now called Oh Lord, and I want you to check it out. Um, It's available on all streaming networks, but we don't believe in streaming a heritage hip-hop. You can stream it to listen to it, but if you like it, we ask you to purchase it because you give to the MC and you give to the creator, not only the producer, but the artist to know that you are paying attention to them and you want more. So please, we ask you not only to listen to it, but buy the song because the song is dope. You know what I'm saying? You agree? I definitely agree. I, I would tell everybody the video's out right now on YouTube. You could definitely check the video out. Um, the song is on all major platforms. We're not actually selling it like that. Not yet. The EP will be coming soon. We're going to drop a couple more singles. I'm just giving the people music right now. Like if they go to that piff and Google snooze daily, there's free that basically Google snooze daily. And you can go to some of the sites, some of the sites are free downloads. Some of the sites are free streaming. I'm basically giving away good music, man. Okay. I feel that. What's the ultimate gift of producing music for you? Like, what is your, what is your gold standard bar that you would like to establish and then beat? I just, I just, I feel like for me personally, I feel like I belong with the greats. Okay. I feel like I belong in that. You know what I mean? That's just my personal opinion. 
I don't feel like I'm better than nobody, but I feel like I belong in that in that category with those those greats. So that's what my aim is to make music that'll re- make people remember me in that in that in that light. What is great though, and how do you um, define great? So you know that you've reached that greatness. Timeless music. So we call that forever music. Yeah. I mean, you can look, I mean, most people will say that Will Smith is washed up. I'm on, my man's going to kill me for this, but he's pretty much the perfect example for this. People will say he's washed up when it comes to music, mm-hmm. but he's got one song that plays any time, every, any time of the year, any year, basically, every one time of that year. And that's the summertime joint. That's facts. That's one of the best songs he made. And it'll never go away because you could play that every summer. Mm. So my aim is to make music like that. It may not be summertime where it plays, but you know, just music that's recognizable by everybody. That some people want to play, you know, like I had some people hit me up, one lady, you know, a fan, I don't remember her name and that's, you know, I feel bad about that, but uh, she hit me on one of the sites, she had a baby shower. Mm-hmm. And played Oh Lord. She liked the song that much. It's a good song. It's a very good song. But I mean, for a baby shower. <laughs> you know I mean? Hey, people gotta have fun, bro. Why no, not? But I mean, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. People yeah. gotta have fun. I definitely understand that. But you know, looking at my song, I don't really see it. I wouldn't really see it being played in a baby shower. But that's what makes the song then stand Dope. out to you because then yeah. you know that damn I crossed over where it's not even where I thought it would be. Definitely. I mean, that's been, honestly, that's been the whole ride with this song right now. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, we made this song, you know, Phantom and everybody we went through it. Uh, Rob Swartz and Who Mag, they, everybody loved the song and they decided, well, that's the one we going with. Okay. Well, that's the one we going with. Let's go. And just to see everything, you know, take off the way it has, has definitely been eye-opening and humbling, but at the same token, now I'm like, okay, here's the pressure to make the next one. Exactly. So then how did this song elevate you from songs like Juggernaut with Young Haiti? Um, Actually, Juggernaut with Young Haiti was one of those, I was sitting, like, again, sitting in the studio, <laughs> they made. They started making the song and was like, yo, you rap? We need a third person. So my man, he's the engineer. Shout out to Reels RMG Studios. He was like, yo, my man rap. He was like, yo, don't you got something for this? I was like, I got something for that. I can, I can spit something. And I wind up went and laid it down. And when I laid it down, they were like, yo, we're going to shoot a video for it. So pretty much that was my first video until the Old Lord video. That's dope. That's a that's a dope story. I mean, that's a come up story that 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 starts kind of in the middle of your story because your beginning was music was sound and music itself. Right. Tell me about Chronicles of the Daily Snooze. That album. That album I pretty much put out my first time. It was ripe. I I honestly was just winging it. I had no idea what I was doing. I just had a bunch of songs and I felt like it went together. And I was like, you know what? 
this story, this this kind of tells my story. This this music. Mm. So I was like, let me put it out. The Chronicles of Snooze Daily was just basically how Snooze Daily came about, from the block to the booth. You know, my life. Um, what else is on there? It's a whole bunch of stuff on there. You know, um, fortune and fame. You know what I mean? It's just one of those joints that just kind of explains who I am, giving the, the world a little bit of taste of what Snooze Daily is about. Why do you think so many MCs can't talk about their life, but you're able to talk about your life, what's real to you, and your goals and aspirations when it comes to making music? I mean, I really can't speak for them because I don't know, but for me, um, the music is just a way of telling my story, who I am. It's it's a way of, just like, like I said, it's therapy. So when you're sitting on that couch and the therapist asks you, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. That's basically what my albums are. You know, I'm going to give you the trials and tribulations of becoming a man, being a black man in America. You know, being a black man with two kids and having a son that I got to kind of show, I got to show to be a man and knowing in, in this world there's no book showing you how to be a man. So how do I teach my son how to be a man? That's a good You know question. what I mean? So it's a lot, it, it, it's basically a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of thought process, a lot of theories, a lot of experience, you know what I mean? Just, just what I see. What I know I shouldn't do, you know, just the trials and tribulations of life. I put it on paper. It helps me get through the day. And it's just one of those gifts that God gave me that if I could use it to help people relate, cool. Heritage Hip Hop does not ask questions about people in the industry to our guests. For one, I think it's disrespectful because I want to keep the emphasis on you. So people want to know mm -hmm. who you are and listen to your music. I have an industry question, though, that I need your understanding of. All right, no problem. Can a great ever let a listener down? Yes. How? Sometimes just trying to be too new. Okay. I mean, as an artist, sometimes you have to adapt yourself. I'll... I'll he might kill me for this, but me as a fan of Busta Rhymes, okay? okay? Okay. I feel like in the beginning when Busta came out with Wu Ha, mm -hmm. he kind of shocked the whole world. Okay. All right? Then he comes out with the joint with Janet, shocks the whole world. Right. But it's like for me, being a Busta fan, it's not the fact that he doesn't have the hot music. I think at times when he drops the singles, he doesn't consistently follow up until now. Okay. Like this new album he put out, I all the promo is together. Everything is all ready. And I feel this is Buster. This is the Buster Rhyme I've been waiting for for a long time. That's just okay. my opinion. Not not taking away anything from the God, because I think the God is a, a great. He's a pioneer. I'm a fan. I love the music. But I think sometimes he kind of lets me down as a fan because he doesn't. It's like 
to have that crown in New York, he'll have it. And then he, it's like right when he's like, right when he could just grab it, he doesn't follow right again. He'll throw two singles out and have the world. And then we're waiting for the third one and it don't come. And then here comes Jay dropping the joint and Jay takes over for the whole summer. Mm. So, you know what I mean? So, so in retrospect of that, because this was not about that. Like I said, I want to make, I don't want to be go industry. I want to keep it on you. There's times where I hear the greats are not great. And then I hear what is great to us doesn't mean it's great at all. And that's why I, I get lost. And as an artist, I want to ask you, most artists don't think about being great. They think about putting out their best product. What is the shift when then you put out product, everybody is like going bananas to the shift where you bring out a product and people are like, eh, how does that, how does that affect your pen game? Does that make you more hungry or does that make you like introverted? I mean, I'm going to stay hungry regardless. And one thing I always keep in mind, you can't please everybody. Facts. All right. Some people might like it. Some people might hate it. And the majority might, the majority might like something you put out, but then it might be something they're not used to you doing. So it might take time for them to grow on it where they might be like, I don't like this. And then maybe three months down the road, it's the hottest thing going. I mean, it's all about timing. And I think if as an artist, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough time to let the song work because it's a business on my end, put out good music and let the world, let the world decide if it's going to be the hottest thing going or is it a flop? Okay. I respect sometimes that. you can think, sometimes you can think your joint is the hottest thing going and when you put it out, nobody likes it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the majority now of what music is like and what music is not like is just money behind promotion. Cause I'm, yeah. That's I mean, the main like, thing. Like, 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 look at you. I think Oh Lord right now should be on the radio spinning many times because it's a good, yo, there's good songs. There's great songs. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I got to hear it more. And I want to hear it more because it gave me that feel. Everybody says that music nowadays doesn't have that, has a spirit to it. It doesn't give you that feel. And that's why other groups have come out from other parts of New York that's different from New York City that got the feel and people loved them and they, and they, and they have the, their own following that's like taking them out there. You know what I'm saying? And I think that comes with exposure and it comes with people giving a damn about the art. What do you think is the one thing, your territory, what does New York have to do to appreciate New York music again? Hmm. Um... I would honestly say, for me, I think if they if if everybody really wanted to start loving New York music again, again, we got to get back and be honest with the music. It's not much so much of what what the bandwagon says. It's, you know, what I mean, today we're in a we're in a we're in a time where your opinion can pretty much get you roasted. You know what I mean? If you're not down with the bandwagon, so I think a lot of times people don't like to stand their ground 
because they don't want the backlash of not being down with the movement. Um, okay. I'm one of the dudes that I could also understand what I don't like and what I like. It doesn't mean that it, you know, somebody else doesn't have to like it. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. And that's the reason why I say it's my opinion, not yours. You know, somebody could like something that I don't like. That's that's you're entitled to do that. Facts. And I appreciate that about you and about this interview, because one thing Heritage Hip Hop believes is that as long as the microphone is on, you have a right to tell your story. Story, at, yeah. the end, at the end of the day, can nobody tell your story better than you? And it's better for us to own our art, own our voices, or own our talent so no one can tell our stories for us. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Give them your social media so they can follow you and see and hear more of your story. Well, like I always tell everybody, I'm on Instagram, Snooze Daily. Facebook is the government name, Ergo Ruan. Um, you can catch me on Twitter. It's Sleep, a.k.a. Snooze Daily. Like I always tell everybody, just Google Snooze Daily. You'll find me anywhere on some, some streaming sites. I try and get back to everybody. I try and answer all the messages as I can. You know what I mean? I just try and be interactive with my fans. So if you want to talk, definitely inbox me. You want to work, inbox me. I'm open to work with other artists. I'm never one of those dudes that feel like I'm too good or, or I, you know, nobody, nobody can work with me. I work with anybody. So I'm ready to bring you out to Jersey. Let's go. We got to get you on A-Squad Rebel Radio. Let's make it happen. We could do it. Just let me a day and a time. I'm there. All right. And with that being said, that concludes our interview, but not the fun we're going to have. Now it's time for the second part of our interview called the Rapid Fire Questions. You ready to play this game with me? Oh, definitely. All right. So these are not yes and no questions. These are questions that show your depth of the hip-hop genre, the culture, and yourself as an artist. All right, here All we right. go. Who's IGT? And where would they be if they had an industry deal? IGT is my boys, Vat Crack Val, Legato Shine, Clee Klepto. And I think if Loud Record didn't close down, I think they would be up right up there with making noise still. Yeah? Yeah. Salute to IGT. May your story always be remembered. We do that at Heritage Hip Hop. We don't close uh -huh. doors in nobody's history. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Question number two. Give me five albums that define music. Ooh. Um, that I'm going to go Mike Thriller. Okay. Uh, Prince Purple Rain. Okay. I got to go James Brown. All of them. Whoa, okay. I got to go... Um, I got to go Motown, period. Okay, Motown would be your fourth. All right, we got one more. And then I would say, um, dang, that's a hard one because there's so many as far as the hip hop era. But I would honestly say, like the um, as far as was the albums, Cool Hurt tapes. I was actually able to listen to those growing up. My aunt had all of them. Wow, that's dope. Oh man, she used to buy them. So yeah. I, that those. Those, the, the hear those five things I named and not in any particular order, but mm -hmm. those always, those are the things that sparked my interest. It was always good music, man. That's I could dope. go on for days with a list. 
Yeah, that's dope. I've never heard a cool Herc tape, so that's that's dope. I wish I could, you know. Um, I have another question for you. We're gonna go producer question now. Who is more important to hip hop beat wise, Bob James Ooh. or James Brown? <sighs> I gotta say, James. He's had more of the most recognizable over Bob James. For me, I got to okay. say James Brown. For me, I got to say James. Okay. Because, I, I, you know, today I was in my um, at my job, and today something just said, yo, Bob James, the Nautilus. And the Nautilus yeah, gave got, birth yo. to so many songs, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he definitely has. But when you look at James, damn near everything James got, somebody has touched. That's true, because even the songs with Lynn Collins is, you better think. You know? Everything, <laughs> you know everything. So, I mean, to be more recognizable, I would say James. But, you know what I mean? I, I would have to say James. It's, it's I mean, hip-hop has definitely raped everything he's done. Yeah. Yeah, even the entrepreneurs and independent artists are following his blueprint. Him and Lil Richard, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I respect Yeah, that. I mean... Yeah, I definitely mean... Definitely gotta say James. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next question. You a, you a hip-hop man, you a music man. Let's, this, let's, let's let this man speak his mind. The remix is something that hip-hop doesn't do too often, where we would add <laughs> people to the song, or we would change the beat to make, like, make the song let live a little longer, give a little flavor. So I'm gonna ask you, Snooze Daily. You one of my favorite music minds right now because you're so smooth with it. Here we go. What's the best hip hop remix of all time? Ooh, <laughs> damn. Um, I got a couple. Just one. <laughs> Just one. What's That's the hard. best hip hop remix of all time. Ah, uh, <laughs> shoot. Yeah. That's a hard one. Sure is. <laughs> I know people are going to kill me right now for this, but I i mean, one that I like when I hear it yeah. would be They Shooting. Made You Look remix? Yeah. With, with, with Jada Kiss and Ludacris. Yeah, I definitely okay. like that one. That's not a bad one. It's not a bad one, but I got, I mean, that's just one that comes to mind right away. But All right, give so... me two more. All right, give me two more. You don't even talk me into it. Give me two more. Um, <laughs> I would have to go with uh, the King of Rock, Run DMC and uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Down with the King? Down Remix. with the King. Okay. Yeah. And, and give me one more. Give me one more. Uh, hmm. The scenario. That's a good one. Shout out to Kid Hood. Rest in peace. All right. Okay. I'm surprised you ain't go Long Island on that one. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> bunch, but I mean, like, I got ones that I like that I that are in my playlist, so I had to go through them. Okay. So let me flip it again. Everybody does features to the point where it's overdone. But back in the day when somebody did a feature, they had the uh, they had the ability to steal a song from somebody. Who has the best guest sixteen feature in hip hop history? 
Oof. For me, yep. I'd have to say Eminem on that Renegade song. Why does everybody say Because <laughs> you wouldn't expect him to, 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 to... I'm a Jay fan, okay? You know, and Jay I was, was the not future, expecting. Right? <laughs> I was not expecting Eminem to run circles like that on on him. I could give you another one, and that would be the Red Man and Busta Rhymes collab. The Bricks. Wait, wait, wait! Red Man and Busta Rhymes. Wow, the fuck out! Drink the fuck out! At the fuck yeah. out! All right, so you you saying Busta Rhymes beat Red Man on that song? Nah, I, I mean it's Redman's song, but he kind of was rhyming like how Bus rhymed, and he kind of did it. Then I would have to say Big with the Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs, so Bone Thugs outshine Biggie. Nah, Biggie outshine Bone, nah, but I, yeah. But my question is the feature. The, oh, you talking about style? I mean, okay. but you know what? That's funny you say that feature. because. All right, but you know it's funny because you said Renegade, but nobody really talks about how. Renegade was Eminem's song. <laughs> Jay-Z was the feature. He gave it to him. It was because I don't know if you heard the original, uh, but Royce and Eminem. Eminem yeah. didn't change his verses. They took Royce off and put Jay-Z on the song. No, nah, I, I mean, I get you on that, but just to just to hear it and hear, yeah. all right, you're hearing two greats. And then you're, you're hearing two greats on the beat. For me, it was J and M, which uh -huh. are two, two greats uh -huh. that I admire. And then I'm a Jay fan, so I didn't expect M to kind of murder the beat more, a little bit more than Jay did. I I expected it to be a little more 50-50 than 70-30 for me. Wow, okay, okay. Let's go deeper. I think Marvin Gaye's um, The Ecology Was Going On album mm -hmm. was the first mixtape ever. The way the songs perfectly flowed into each other and painted a picture. What's the perfect album or the most perfect album you ever heard? I gotta go with that purple tape. Yeah, I heard, I heard that's the best New York album ever made. That for me, like I'm a I'm a big Wu fan. I mm -hmm. stay, I I you know, I mean, most people probably gonna laugh at me, but I'm from the era where you had to go to the store to buy albums. That's right, me too. All right, so I waited online for eight, maybe six to eight hours for that Method Man to Cow album. Damn, six to eight hours, shit. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to music, yeah. I'm definitely going all in for it. But that Purple Tape for me, mm -hmm. definitely is one of those albums that I don't think is could ever be beat. And I think like Ray, shout out to Ray, he's had so much music after that that's been slept on because that album was so great. Yeah, that that that, that was a good one. All right, I think I have three or four more questions and then we're gonna roll out. Uh let's have a let's All do right. a, let's do a good one. If you can make your dream song. Who would feature on it if you wanted features, or who would do the beat? Get dead or alive, no restrictions. All right, I'm gonna give you a different answer because I know most people are gonna give you one producer, one artist, or whatever. Mm -hmm. For me, I work with Haj G, so that's one of the producers out of the box already for me. Mm 
mm-hmm. but I do need a Primo mm-hmm. and a RZA collab. Ooh. I would love that. All three together on one to beat. To have a Primo and a and a RZA collab to make oh, the okay. beat. Okay, okay. And then say I would have to say me, X, mm. and I would have to go with maybe a Biggie or a J or a Nas for that last one. Why not all three? I mean, I could, but then there's more. That's why I don't really <laughs> want to be greedy. <laughs> okay, okay. I would have to have Meth Red, uh, Inspector Deck, yeah. Ghost. I would yeah. have to add a whole bunch of people, big. So that's why I'm like, it, 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 the, you know, the list is definitely long, but to do a New York album, I would definitely have to have Primo and the RZA on the beat, and then me, maybe a big J and Oz. Okay. With X. With X. Okay, cool. Dark what- Man, definitely. What song or album from another artist catalog perfectly describes you? All right. It's funny you asked me that because I was just talking to somebody that. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's your rest in peace to the God, but DMX, that Champ is Here album. I was going through a hard time in my life living upstate with my uncle. I had just went through, you know, um losing a, a roommate in wild street street nonsense wow. and my pops literally sent me upstate just to get me away from the city for a little while just to kind of clear my head and get my thoughts and get back on my grind and um i made it through all of that listening to that champ is here album that album just being able to listen to the album front and back every day, all day, kind of made made me understand and look at X at a whole different light as far as just an artist. You know what I mean? I was able more to do a little more understanding of who he was as a, as a person, just deciphering some of the music, you know what I mean? Some of the stuff you already knew about him and then just listening to the album, then watching certain interviews and listening to the album, you kind of get a feel of who he is and just, you know, the fight. You know what I mean? A lot of people probably don't respect the fight that X had, but to see him fight his own demons and still give people what they love about him, which was the the, the music, the energy, you know what I mean? The, 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 wearing his, the wearing of his emotions on his sleeve, bro. Yeah. I respect you know what I mean yep. that that helped me that helped me open up more as an artist because mm. mm. I'm asking you to look at him you know I mean when you look at a DMX you don't think a dude that would be open like that you know more hard shelled you know don't want to hear nothing ain't trying to hear nobody but like to him speak, him break down and, you know, like he lets you know you're, he's human. Yeah. So when you look at it, sometimes as fans, we look at these artists as invincible superheroes or whatever. They're human just as well as we are. Facts. Yo, man, this, this has been a great interview. I like it. We're on our final two questions. How you like your interview tonight? How we do? 
Oh, it was a great interview. I enjoyed it, definitely. I'm definitely caught me off guard. I can say that. I wasn't expecting some of the questions you asked, which was definitely good. It definitely kept me, you know, kept me, caught me off guard with a couple of questions that really made me think about me as an artist, period. And that's what we try to do at Heritage Hip Hop. We listen to the music before the interview and we try to gauge the individual so the artist can be transparent to the the the, the listener so that they will want to in, in invest in you more. So salute to you, salute to everybody watching or listening on podcast or video. And um, the final two questions are these. Do you think Long Island has the best hip hop, period? Industry, underground, all that? I'm not going to say we got the best, but we, we got a lot of artists that can definitely hold our own with, with, with who they might say is the best. So now I, wanna, I, I, want you to, I want you to put on your Islanders versus Rangers spirit right now. <laughs> I want okay. you to really put it on for me. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, as far I, I don't never think I'm better than anybody. Okay. I think I'm I'm I think I'm I'm just a great me. Okay. Well, I'm gonna challenge you then. I think Brooklyn has hall hip hop beat because Brooklyn was able to take different MCs from different parts of the borough who are who are not connected and make hit songs. Like I said, Crooklyn Dodgers one and two. People don't talk about the third one, but Crooklyn Dodgers one and two was phenomenal. And that just yeah. did it all. If you had the ability to make your own Crooklyn Dodgers, but for Long Island MCs only, who would be your three MCs from Long Island? You would want to do the song for, to represent Long Island. Who would do the beat? In your perfect All scenario. Right. Well, unfortunately, two of my brothers passed away, and that's Mook Diamonds and my man Crack Val. Okay. They would definitely be two that I would put on a joint. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I still got Reek the Villain. Okay. You know, I got uh, my man just called me out. I got my man Jamal. I've got uh, my man. That's my family. Cussy the villain. Uh, I've got uh, NRG Adams. You know what I'm saying? I've got Skyce the Hit Heisman. We just did a mixtape with DC3. I am Strong Island. Give me a minute mixtape. So there's a lot of there's a lot of um, Long Island artists that are worthwhile working with. It's just a matter of people finding us mm. so like I, I you know me i'm kind of in the forefront right now i'm not gonna say i'm the man but you know what i mean i definitely want to show light to all of them artists that's out there on the same ground with me in long island like i'm open to work with anybody i definitely promote all my brothers from long island whether you're from nassau or suffolk i don't care it's a long island thing for me so we all share the same goal, and that's to get our music out hurt. Right, and so if that means me putting somebody in front of me, so be it. I'm looking to hear it. So maybe you produce it and bring two other people on the track with you to make it. Oh, we be working. I mean, like I said, if anybody wants to, they can go to SoundCloud and check out the Give Me a Minute um, mixtape. You'll definitely get a, long, a lot of Long Island artists on there. I'm on there myself. And like, again, you can check out YouTube, Snooze Daily, Old Lord Video is out there right now. There's a couple of other videos out there. And um, the Give Me a Minute video was up there too. And um, 
You can check me out on any site. Google me, Snooze Daily, and, you know, hope you enjoy music. And there's a whole lot that's coming. All right. So with that being said, everyone, we've come to the last question of the interview, which is to me the most important question of the interview. But it's the most question, most important question of the first interview. So if you ever want to come back to Heritage Hip Hop, the door is open. All you got to do is hit me and let's make history. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. So my most important question of the first interview is there's a hip hop hall of fame being built in the Bronx right now. It's supposed to open up in 2023, okay. I think. And let's just say 500 years mm -hmm. from now, somebody's going to see Snooze Daily in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame. And somebody 500 years from now going like, what the hell? Who is Snooze Daily? And they're going to push a red button on the wall and your hologram going to pop out and they're going to play your music. Mm -hmm. my, my, my most important question is after they hear your music, how did, the, how did you make the world better because you made hip hop music? Um, For me... My I for for my goal of making my music, I want to make music that people can relate to that might be able to help them out in certain situations. So maybe 500 years from now, they might be going through something and they hear a little bit of Snooze Daily. Um, you know, I got other music, but oh Lord, just tell the story. But other music that they hear might be one of the songs where I tell them something that I'm going through and it helps them figure out their life. You know, that's what I make the music for. Mm. So with that being said, everybody out there, leave a legacy of truth so that people can find truth and relay their truth to the others. As always been said, each one teach one and may your brain spark the brain of someone that comes after you, whether you do it in speech, song, action, or your music. We are all about positivity Definitely. here. So may Snooze Daily not only find his way into your playlist but may your playlist inspire you to be something for somebody else and with that being said this is correct heritage hip-hop with snooze daily and we say peace and we out yo peace thank you for having me snooze daily and we out brother <laughs> thank you for watching our presentation we ask that you subscribe to our YouTube family and hit the notification bell for updates. Please like, comment, and share this video. Oh. Real